Psalms 50 verses 3 through 5. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. You see, when God comes to rapture us and to start the day of the Lord, it's not going to be a silent event. There's going to be no secret rapture. When God comes, every eye is going to see him. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous round about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth, that he may judge his people. This is going to be a day of judgment for his people Israel. And it all comes down to if they accepted the blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. And we all know that the Jews have rejected Jesus for thousands of years. Therefore, Jacob's trouble awaits them. Three and a half years of great tribulation, which consists of the seven trumpets and the seven bowls of God's wrath. The seven seals are not part of the great tribulation. And that is because, according to scripture, the great day of his wrath begins at the opening of the sixth seal. And at this same time is when we also see the great multitude that suddenly appears in heaven, which has to be us, the church, because it's from every nation, from every language, from every tongue, without number, standing before the throne of God. In heaven, before all of the seven trumpets and the seven bowls even begin. So all praise, glory, and honor be to God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 5 goes on to say, Gather my saints together unto me. This is the rapture, the gathering together unto the Lord. Those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. This is the sacrifice of the blood of the Lamb of God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that was sacrificed for the sins of the world. He willingly gave up his life so that we can have eternal life with him in paradise. He died, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day for our justification. Now it is by faith in Jesus Christ that we are saved. All of our sin debt has been paid for in full on the cross. And our faith in Christ is counted by God as righteousness. How exactly? Jesus took all of our sins and he nailed them to the cross. And when we put our faith in him, we receive his Holy Spirit in us, which seals us with our Lord's righteousness. It's not our righteousness, it's the Lord's righteousness that is imputed onto us. Therefore, it is credited towards our account. And now, it's considered our righteousness, but it comes from the Lord. It is not of works that we are saved. Works cannot save you. Jesus saves us. You cannot earn your way into heaven with your good works and your good deeds. The law will not save you. The law will condemn you to hell. Only Jesus saves. Jesus is the only way to the Father. There is no other way for mankind to be saved other than to believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's the only way to make it to heaven. There is no other way other than putting your faith in Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Trust in his finished work on the cross, in his death, his burial, his resurrection on the third day. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Psalms 50 verse 15 goes on to say, And call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. The day of trouble is referring to the day of Jacob's trouble, and everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. 
well then how come it says that not everybody that calls me Lord Lord will be saved I believe that this is in reference to the Jews and the Muslims and every other false religion that believes in false gods you see the Jews are going to be calling upon the name of the Lord but they're not going to be calling upon the name of Yeshua which is the Hebrew name for Jesus you see their rock is not our rock we Christians call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ because we know that he is the Lord the Jews however reject Jesus so they're not going to be calling upon the name of Jesus and the Muslims are going to be calling upon Allah and the Buddhists are going to be calling upon Buddha etc but there is only one name that mankind must call upon in order to be saved and that is the name that is above all names at the name of our Lord Jesus Christ every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God our Father amen so then what is going to happen when Jesus comes is it gonna be a secret rapture that nobody's gonna see him and then all of a sudden billions of people are gonna go missing and nobody's gonna know anything but there's only gonna be billions of clothes and shoes left behind absolutely not this is complete false doctrine from the left behind series which is completely unbiblical and has caused many Christians to be deceived into believing in a false seven-year pre-tribulation. It's very unfortunate, but most Christians get their doctrine not from the Bible, but from watching the Left Behind series. The truth from the Bible states that Jesus is coming in flaming fire and every eye is going to see him. There's going to be a great earthquake. The sun and the moon are not going to give their light. The stars of heaven are going to fall to the earth and the angels will come down to gather us Christians, which are his elect, onto the Lord Jesus Christ and we will forever be with the Lord. And all of this is going to happen after the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition which is likely to take place on the cusp of the third day from the cross which is exactly 2,000 years from the cross so then how can we recognize the man of sin the man of sin is going to be a king and this is according to Daniel chapter 11 verse 36 that says and the king shall do according to his will and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every God and shall speak marvelous things against the God of gods and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished for that that is determined shall be done so he is going to be a blasphemer he's going to declare himself above every God this is how we can know and we can be able to recognize him it goes on to say neither shall he regard the God of his fathers nor the desire of women nor regard any God for he shall magnify himself above all now here in Daniel 11:37 it says he will not regard the God of his fathers. This leads me to believe he is going to be an Israelite because the God of his fathers usually refers to the patriarchs, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Therefore, the man of sin will not regard the God of his fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Meaning that the likelihood of the man of sin being a Jew is very high. All of the Jews are looking for a Jewish Messiah figure. They will not accept a non-Jew as the Messiah. 
as the prophecies in the Tanakh, which is the Old Testament, state that the Messiah must be a descendant of King David, meaning from the tribe of Judah and from the town of Bethlehem. And we Christians know that our Lord Jesus Christ already fulfilled these prophecies approximately 2,000 years ago and many others. Yet the Jews reject Jesus and are looking for someone else, which is likely to be the man of sin. And if the man of sin is not a Jew, I do believe that he will be from the Middle East. If not a Jew, then perhaps he's going to be an Arab that's going to be uh, Islamic from either Turkey or Assyria. And that's based on scripture that states that the modern day area of Turkey is where Satan's seat is. And also there's many foreshadows of an antichrist figure in the Old Testament that is referred to as the Assyrian that comes against Israel. And also the fact that the Middle East is the center point of the entire Bible. And Jerusalem is the centerpiece of biblical prophecy as well as the Bible. And I would be completely shocked if the Antichrist or the man of sin turned out to be someone that is from outside of the Middle East. Daniel 11 goes on to say this about the man of sin. But in his estate shall he honor the God of forces. So this tells me that this man of sin is going to have great military power. He's going to be someone that has a huge army. Perhaps he will unite all of the Arabs from the Middle East into one Islamic army that is against Israel. And it says, and a God whom his fathers knew not. Again, it states a God whom his fathers knew not. This, I believe, is referring to the God of Abraham because Abraham is the first patriarch and Abraham was the father to both Isaac and Ishmael the Israelites and the Arabs which leads me to believe that the man of sin is either going to be a Jew or an Arab then it goes on to say this shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and pleasant things thus shall he do in the most strongholds with a strange God whom he shall acknowledge and increase with glory and he shall cause them to rule over many and shall divide the land for gain so here the most strongholds i believe is referring to jerusalem and he's going to be honoring this strange god and acknowledging him and increasing him with glory i believe this could be the abomination of desolation where they make an idol to the beast and have everyone worship that image of the beast in jerusalem and then they're going to divide the land for gain. So the man of sin is going to divide the land of Israel for gain. And he's likely going to sell Jerusalem and Judea. Which means that he is going to have control over the land of Israel. Because in order to sell the land, you must have control of it. And who currently controls the land of Israel? It is the Jews. But perhaps in the future, the Arabs can come in and somehow gain control over the land whether it be by military force war etc so these are some of the signs that are going to help us recognize the antichrist so folks can stop guessing who the man of sin is going to be and instead rather start looking for these signs now i'm not dogmatic that the man of sin must be a jew i just believe that it's highly likely due to the prophecies in the old testament about the requirements of the Messiah. But the Muslims have their own requirements according to their Quran. So I believe it's gonna be one or the other. 
And remember, there's going to be three Antichrist figures. It's going to be somewhat of an unholy trinity. There's going to be the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. And they're all going to be against Christ. And the beast is going to be the man of sin. The false prophet is going to be someone else. And I do believe that the false prophet might come from Islam and be a fake Islamic version of Jesus. And he's going to deceive the world by claiming to be Christ. But he's going to be a false Christ. And he is going to discredit the work of the cross and make all sorts of blasphemous claims. And he's going to reject all of the truth of the Bible and Christianity. And the dragon, which is the devil, might appear as the Islamic Mahdi, which is who all of the Muslims are waiting for to start these end times and could be the leader of Islam. So there is going to be a ton of deception going on during the time of Jacob's trouble, during the time of the Great Tribulation. This is why Jesus warns us to not be deceived. And I believe that it is impossible for the elect to be deceived because Jesus said in Matthew 24, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. The key word is if it were possible, meaning that it is not possible. So I do believe that Judaism, Islam, and Christianity are going to play major roles during the time of Jacob's trouble. And I think that the armies that are going to surround Israel right before the rapture occurs are going to be Islamic armies. All of the Islamic surrounding nations that are going to be led by the Islamic Mahdi, which is going to come upon Israel like the Assyrian came upon Israel in the Old Testament. But that's all for now. Until next time. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.